fight on the beaches, to fight on the landing ground. It means saying I am so Because I'm still willing to fight and die for that This is leadershiphistory.com. On March 29, 1832, the Springfield, Illinois Journal reported, quote, On Saturday last, the citizens of this place, being Springfield, were gratified by the arrival of the steamer Talisman. The article goes on to say, The safe arrival of a boat of the size of the Talisman on a river never before navigated by steam had created such solicitude, and the shores for miles were crowded by our citizens. Her arrival at the destined port was hailed with loud acclaim and full demonstrations of pleasure. End quote. The arrival of the talisman would have had a profound effect on Lincoln. Prior to the coming of the railroad, Springfield was handicapped by inadequate transportation facilities, which the town folks hoped the talisman would address. The community had invested in the undertaking and were naturally thrilled by its successful arrival, with Lincoln very much involved in the undertaking. The talisman represented not only an economic lifeline for Lincoln, but a political one as well. He and the river were intimately linked, having provided him recent passage to the state of Illinois and, and this town of New Salem by way of a flatboat of his own fashioning. River travel had also provided a means earning a living hauling cargo down to New Orleans and back for the young Abraham Lincoln. And as a consequence of his personal experience, sensitivity to the needs and aspirations of his new adopted community in New Salem, Lincoln sought to galvanize new political and economic support for the transportation development for the region, as reflected in his first political announcement made just three weeks prior to the arrival of the talisman. The Sagamaw Journal published this statement by Abraham Lincoln, who was seeking his first seat in the Illinois General Assembly. The following are excerpts from that letter, which illustrates many of the facets of Lincoln's personal integrity and visionary leadership. Now, the relevance uh, of this particular announcement, not only was it Lincoln's first political published uh, announcement and writings, uh, but it indicates a level of integrity and honesty and wholeness of purpose that I think is exemplary and uh, fits well into what we've been talking about in terms of principled leadership, right from the get-go, we have in his in his announcement, his first political ambition, signs of his great principled approach to leadership. It's a it's a fairly lengthy statement, as statements back in the early 19th century tended to be at that time. So I'm just going to read some excerpts from that to give you a flavor. So I quote here from my peculiar circumstances. It is probable that for the last 12 months I have given as particular attention to the stage of the water in this river as any other person in the country. In the month of March, 1831, in the company of others, I commenced the building of a flatboat on the Sagamon, and finished it and took her out in the course of the spring. End quote. What's particularly noteworthy in this statement is that Lincoln's coming out and saying, look, I have some experience. This is my background. This is who I am. I have a perspective that's unique because of my intimate familiarity with the, with the river. And so with that in mind and that framed, the statement goes on, and I quote, From this view of the subject, it appears that my calculations with regard to the navigation of the Sagamaw cannot be unfounded in reason. But whatever may be its natural advantages, certain it is, that is, it never can be practically useful to any great extent without being greatly improved by art. 
So here we have Lincoln first establishing himself as a credible, experienced observer of the river with intimate knowledge of the requirements for its transportation. And so he has reason to have an opinion. He has a he has a informed point of view. And then he goes on to say, he goes on to say something that actually blows me away. Something that a politician would rarely say, if ever, nowadays. He goes on to say, quote, what the cost of this work would be, I am unable to say, end quote. Now, to me, it's just astounding that someone aspiring for a political office would have the integrity to come out and say, look, I don't know what this is going to cost. And the statement goes on and concludes. This conclusion actually is probably one of the most cited and quoted excerpts from from Lincoln's life and political career, uh, as it should be. It, it extols the kind of integrity that I'm emphasizing uh, in my podcast, and I think is a fantastic example of the integrity virtues that I'm trying to emphasize. And I quote, every man is said to have his peculiar ambition. Whether it be true or not, I can say for one that I have no other so great as that of being truly esteemed of my fellow men by rendering myself worthy of their esteem. How far I shall succeed in gratifying this ambition is yet to be developed. I am young and unknown to many of you. I was born and have ever remained in the most humble walks of life. I have no wealthy or popular relations to recommend me. My case is thrown exclusively open to the independent voters of this county. And if elected, they will have conferred a favor upon me for which I shall be unremitting in my labors to compensate. If the good people in their wisdom shall see fit to keep me in the background, I have been too familiar with disappointments to be very much chagrined. Your friend and fellow citizen, A. Lincoln. You know, Lincoln has a gift for connecting with people that is surprising for us even today, certainly surprising to me. And we're given glimpses in this letter uh, of a warmness that he has, which seems to, to give a, an endearing quality. We, we can almost sense and feel this, uh, this individual, this young man uh, and his ambitions because he's putting himself out there. He's not afraid to be uh, imperfect or have a, a lack of experience or, or doesn't know how much a, a particular improvement is going to cost. He was able to do and say these sorts of things because he had a nature that had him participate he had a willingness to participate and involve himself in the struggles around him, didn't he? It's in keeping with this participatory nature that embodies the first principle of integrity, and that's the capacity to accept reality as it is. If you participate, then you get to sample some of that reality and understand it for what it is, and accept it for what it is if you have the integrity to do so. Lincoln presents his case for river improvements from the basis of this personal experience of his, his own direct experience, which enabled him to see the significance of the logistical impediments on the river. And this firsthand reckoning is the foundation from which principled leadership can spring. This is not merely a passive, incidental thing. We don't just happen to see reality for what it is and therefore kind of by default have that quality of principled leadership. It, if only it would be that easy. What it requires is the ability and the courage to participate in something that is often pretty tough. Getting out on a river, a steamboat, 
in the wintertime, chopping down trees is tough. It's not good. So the, the capacity to see the frontier experience, to appreciate it and speak to it, and that's what it takes. Through personal experience, he derives authority, he has insight, and he builds the credibility to aspire to office, to lead. Lincoln is able to represent and distill realities which voters themselves would be intimately familiar. It was his emphasis on experience that ultimately did render him in the esteem of others, eventually, and provide an intimate understanding and, and empathy for those who he so dearly sought to lead. The other aspect to this announcement of his candidacy, which I'd like to emphasize and point out here, is not only do we have his ability to participate and recognize reality for what it is, which I think we all have the capacity to achieve and uh, reflect, although some of us might be more prone to delusion, whether in business or our personal lives than, than others. The other thing I wanted to point out is his ability to seize the moment, not only to see the reality, but to seize the reality and to see an opportunity within there, to execute, to have a fullness and wholeness of purpose and follow through. Lincoln's decision to involve himself in the problems surrounding the Sagamore reflects this capacity to seize the moment that reality has provided him. And the announcement would have come just prior to the talisman's arrival, so would be, in a sense, proving him right to the people in the minds of the local population. They'll say, right, this is what that young fellow was talking about. And here we have the steamer, the talisman, actually coming to our shores and lifting our spirits. Maybe this guy knows what he's talking about. After all, if a riverboat the size of the talisman can forge the river, then, with a little improvement, then even greater traffic can be enabled, and with it, prosperity for all. Lincoln not only saw the reality through its personal experience, but possessed the capacity to capitalize on opportunity not only for himself, but for the prosperity of the community at large, and opportunity for many. You know, it's a nice analogy, actually, to describe integrity in terms of a boat, using boating and river terminology to describe its nature. So it's fitting that Lincoln's first political statement has a, a river transportation as, a, as an element to it, I think. The boat being only as strong and worthy as the wooden timbers, the hull only as watertight as the hardness of its hull. Its capacity to float proves the truthfulness of its design, and despite carrying a heavy load, it's a testament to its worthiness to protect its passengers. It's also a tr it's true of human nature as well, isn't it, that we are not without limitations and faults. It's also true that our human relations require certain flexibility. A boat also has a particular capacity and a purpose. And so passengers like to know what they're stepping onto. Is this a, a seaworthy vessel or is this a vessel uh, intended for river travel? Is this a candidate who has experience in certain concerns that the constituents of that region have or, or doesn't he? So for Lincoln to come out and say, look, these are the improvements. I don't know how much it's going to cost, defines the limits of his knowledge, defines a, the outer hull, if you will, of his, of his capacities, uh, to stick with the boat analogy. But it's difficult, isn't it, to be honest about our limitations. It's human nature to want to paste over, to beautify limitations or faults or weaknesses. Politicians are excellent at doing this. Business leaders are also very good at papering over their own limitations, usually to the detriment of the organization. 
takes integrity to develop trust. It takes integrity to recruit support, and it takes integrity to lead. Lincoln is able to tell the truth about his own limitations, about his, the extent of his knowledge, and isn't afraid to give his own estimations of his chances, being without any kind of friends or supporters, having only been uh, a new arrival to that community, and after all, used to disappointments. It's an endearing quality, and it needs to stand, I think, and it has st stood the test of time as, a, as an amazing political, political statement of honesty. As it happens, Lincoln was not successful in his effort to gain political office at that juncture, but he would not lose the courage to speak the truth as he sees it, and he would appeal to its voters from a standpoint of personal experience, and he would continue to do that. His political sophistication, on the other hand, would greatly improve, develop a refinement that would expertly measure strategic countervailing forces of a situation and begin to model and refine a political shrewdness that refined his this tendency to earnestness and personal confession that uh, his first gambit at political office may have, um, may have reflected. And he would replace this in favor of the political gravitas of the moment, of the issues, and he would defend these issues with integrity.